Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Health Conversations. Let's welcome our first A-team guest, uh, mother, entrepreneur, social activist, and a Mrs. SA semi-finalist, Shanae Todd. Shanae, a warm evening to you. Hi, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a pleasure to speak to you, and I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. Well, I'm grateful that, uh, you know, an influential person like yourself can step out into the light and speak to everyone about, uh, you know, your family experience of mental health and what people can do. It's very rare that we find people who are extremely honest about their experiences. Absolutely, Patricia. And I feel um, in this catastrophic time during COVID, it is the most crucial time to speak out about mental health. Um, you know, I believe that many of us that have lost a loved one to COVID or been faced up um, against financial difficulties, um, but many have uh, have longed for that human interaction and just the touch and feel of, of a hug from a loved one. And I believe this is um, contributing to the alarming increase of mental health um illness in South Africa and all around the world. And I believe that it is it is such a crucial time to break the stigma of mental health being such a taboo subject to speak about. I, 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 I fear that a lot of people associate um, mental health with um, shame and embarrassment when in fact it's one of six South Africans that suffer from either depression or anxiety. And while the very first step to seeking help is actually confiding in your immediate circle so that you may feel that you're not alone and give you that confidence to take the step to seek the help that everybody deserves for the life that they envision for themselves. You know, Shanae, as we speak mental health, I'm glad that we are also focusing on men. It's easier for women to open up and speak about how they feel um, and what they're going through, but it's not so easy for men. And that's what makes it so difficult for them to get diagnosed and get help because they just don't speak out. Um, In your case, I mean, your father committed suicide and he was a world famous um, golfer, uh, golfing champion who was about to start working with uh, the people. PGA and and he took his life. What what gave you the bold step to start talking about your experience and your father's lived experience? Patricia, you are one hundred percent right. Um, the the in fact the ratio for men and women that suffer from depression is much higher than uh, with men, and I believe that um, there's a lot of pressure in in husbands and fathers and um, and I, I, again I. I If there's a message that I can really just stress to any man listening to this right now, that the the true motivation in life currently does not stem from putting on a front, but the ability to show vulnerability. And the reason why I chose to share my father's story is I believe that if I can speak out about my father's um, passing, that it may save someone else and their family from such a catastrophic day. Mm. My father was a world champion golfer in 1996. He won the World Cup along 
alongside Ernie Els. And he was just um, a, a, a champion both in our heart and in our country. And I think out of the many traumas that we associate with his passing, what was devastating for us is that he had such a zest for life. And had he had um, the professional help that he deserved, things would be a lot different um, and circumstances would be a lot different today. And um, and the reason I share his story is, to, as I said earlier, just to save any any man, any woman, and most of all, any family from such a catastrophic day. Recently, I read that suicide does not solve the the illness. It simply passes on the pain and hurt to the loved ones that are left behind. Mm. Now, you know, there you say that he had such a zest for life. Were there any signs that he was suffering from mental illness? Because if a person has a zest for life and they're always smiling, bubbly, and they're achieving great things globally, then we automatically assume that they're okay mentally, emotionally, and physically. Absolutely. So, Patricia, he was, um, he had a line of mental illness in his family. But I'll never forget, he actually said to me at one point that he would never give up on life. And my my father didn't, his zest for life was certainly not put on. He was as humble as they came. Um, I just believe that in his mind, he felt that he could cope with his mental illness, as opposed to just taking the very first step of calling a helpline, booking with a psychologist. Many of people that I've spoken to, um, you know, when, when it comes to seeking professional help, might say, oh, I'm not sure, you know, it's quite a costly expense. There are many platforms that offer you um, incredible support, incredible help. The South African Depression and um, Anxiety Board gives you uh, complimentary counseling on the phone. Um, Many churches have phenomenal um, counseling programs to help you through such circumstances. But I just believe that, again, a lot of men put so much um, unnecessary pressure on themselves that they feel they have to take on the world, and and when I when I use the phrase world, I, I say that including mental illness. Um, today is the day to to take that step for yourself, for your marriage, for your family, and and to have so many people that I've spoken to that has gotten the help that they've deserved lead such an extraordinary life today and the life that they had always envisioned and dreamt of but had they not gotten the help um, that that uh, is out there then I can't say that they would lead the life the incredible life that they do today Let's take a bit of a break. A-teamers, we are talking a very sensitive issue here in our health conversation. We're talking to Mrs. S.A. semi-finalist, who's also a mother, entrepreneur, and a social activist, Janae Todd. We're talking about her dad's lived experience with mental health, and um, we are hoping to get to a place where we can touch you, you know, emotionally and mentally as an A-teamer who's listening right now so that you can seek the help that you deserve. The number to interact with us on if you'd like to ask a question or you'd like to comment is 011-714-2006 or SMS 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614-104-106. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Health Conversations. 
Still in conversation with uh, Mrs. S.A. semi-finalist, um, mother, entrepreneur and social activist, Shanae Todd, speaking about mental health. People need to talk about it. We can't sweep it under the carpet any longer because with COVID-19, I think a lot of issues have been exasperated, such as mental health. And if we don't seek help and we don't support each other, our society will really, really see itself in a very bad state. Uh, Shanae, before the break, you were talking about the fact that your family, your dad's family, has a history of mental illness. Perhaps take us through that history and your father's particular mental illness. Absolutely. So, Patricia, um, it, it's a very, very sad past. Um, my father, uh, my father's only sibling, he too ended his own life. Um, his, my father's aunt ended his own life. Um, and so naturally this, this is evidence that it is genetic and that it does run in your genes. However, that does not define your future with a mental illness. There is help, whether it is um, passed on to you genetically, you can, you can get the help that you deserve. Um, my father had never actually been diagnosed with depression. Um, he had never even spoken of so much as a bad day. Um, and and this is something that I really want to stress, is that if anyone that had met my dad would tell you he was um, the life of the party, he would extend a helping hand, a heart of compassion to anyone who needed it. He was immensely passionate about South Africa. So at, when when he passed, so many people had approached us and said, we just can't comprehend that it was him. He was just so full of life. And this is um, such an important point to highlight when it comes to mental health, is that uh, naturally when when um, you go onto social media, you see that it, it, it's so consumed by such bad um publicity and and it's just testament to where people's mindsets are at the moment but you have nothing to win but only to lose by expressing anger or slandering um, comments or remark to someone you never know the catastrophic effects that that may have on someone that is desperately struggling with depression or anxiety or post-traumatic stress um and, and I just really want to urge anyone listening to this that if you started tomorrow and implemented it in your everyday life to just extend a, 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 a gesture of kindness, whether it's to someone you know, whether it's to a complete stranger, I believe that we can help um, as a community, as a society, and, and hopefully as a nation, we can help anyone going through an internal battle that they may have not even expressed to anybody else. Um, you know, even the, Patricia, the day we were with, my, my, my brother was my, my father 20 minutes before he passed away. My sister spoke to him an hour before. I spoke to him the evening before. And we had absolutely no idea, like no idea whatsoever. So this is why I cannot even begin to stress how important it is to show kindness, especially during COVID-19. Sure. You talk about social media, Shanae, and I just, uh, I think of uh, the 
Twitter streets. You see, when it's Twitter and 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 the nastiness that goes on there, Correct. the shaming, the you know meanness, just generally all around, people Correct. are just. And and then I, I realize, yeah, people are battling. People yeah. are expressing uh, bitterness. I mean, I, I know we get it here as well. And I keep on saying to Ben, some people will send us very nasty messages on the show, you know, attacking yeah. us, <laughs> attacking yeah. guests. And I, yeah. I'll just say, this sounds like a person who's crying out for help. But how do you help a person who does not want to admit that they need help? How do you help a person who always shows you a brave face and is always smiling? And the yeah. moment that that person says, today, I'm just tired. Today, I'm, I just can't take it. And everyone says, no, but you're strong. You know, you, you yeah. just forge forward. So how do you help a person if a person is always smiling and jovial and bubbly? You know, Patricia, uh, there's a saying that goes, hurting people hurt people. And I can assure you, there is no living proof that addressing someone that is going through difficult circumstances, um, addressing it with anger or with hate will only make them feel worse, will only create more animosity. But if you were to address someone, and it takes immense character and strength to do this, but if you were to address that person with kindness and with love, they would drop their guard and they would see you as a safe space to open up about what they themselves are faced up against. And if they are brave enough to speak to someone, um, a complete stranger, a friend, a family member, it is the first step they will take to go and see a psychologist or even a psychiatrist, depending on the severity of their condition. And it seems uh, with social media, younger and younger people are ending up uh, with mental issues, um, yes. with the pressure that they get. Uh, here's, yes. a, here's a message here from Olisa. Olisa says, sure, great panel, uh, Ma'am Patricia and Uli. Mental health is exasperated by the lack of empathy for a person yes. who has a battle with dealing with day-to-day -day issues. And the constant need to be accepted in society, society never allows you to forget issues of life. And it is yes. that weakness that is used to keep one oppressed. Um, the immediate surrounding does not help if there's a lack of empathy. And that's what you were saying, that empathy is quite important. Absolutely. You know, um, Patricia, many people struggle to understand why myself, my brother and my sister um, hold no resentment towards my father because we we never remembered him for his death. We remembered the life that he led, the incredible father that he was. And we sympathize for what a dark emotional place and shutdown that he had obviously experienced to lead him up to that fatal moment. And here's another one from Klaba in King Williamstown. Uh, Klaba says, uh, good evening, Patricia, and your guest. I commend you for bringing up the sensitive but very important topic tonight. And I'd like your guest to point out to families and touch base on the myth of the so-called bewitched men in some poor communities who walk around murmuring and talking to themselves that there is professional help available and sometimes yes. it's even free. Yes, Absolutely. Um, it, it's it's one of the, the strongest forms, uh, the strongest message we are trying to get across. Um, you know, Patricia, just to give you an, a little bit of insights on me personally, I'm in an, uh, the cosmetology and somatology industry. It's an industry that focuses on our in, um, external appearance, yet so many 
people that I've come across neglect their internal um, emotional and mental well-being. And I just feel that whether you are seeking help from the South African Depression and Anxiety Group um, through a phone call, whether you are reaching out to your your local uh, community church, or whether you are booking a paid consultation with a psychologist, it is the best investment you will ever make. Self-love and self-care is absolutely crucial. And in fact, they've recently shown that there is a gene that is attached um, to post-traumatic stress, that if you don't unpack a traumatic experience that has taken place in your life, it can have such a catastrophic effect on you emotionally and mentally later on should something else happen, big or small. So it is crucial to unpack whatever you feel is lying on your heart and in your mind. Kat in Pietermaritzburg says, Hi Patricia, and your guest could be talking about my own father who took his own life 45 years ago, a gentle soul and not a hint at what he was going to do. His brother did the same thing five years ago. The family left behind needs psychological support too because they are left struggling to understand why and wondering what could uh, we or would we have done had we known when my dad was sad my mom phoned lifeline for help for him but the counselor said he himself had to phone so how do we drive the message home um Shane, how do we drive the message home that get help and yeah. how do we ensure that we support those who need help i'd just like to respond to that lady in Go particular ahead. i'd just like to say that uh, if she is feeling a sense of guilt, there is absolutely no guilt that she should attach to her father's passing. I can assure you, uh, after so much that we have unpacked with psychologists after my dad's passing, and they have walked us through the emotional shutdown that they feel moments before that they, they take their life. It is not a reflection on them and their love for their families, but rather just that they had already felt completely detached from life. What I will say to families that are trying, and I really, really, really want to highlight this point in particular, there are many families that are trying to help uh, a loved one through depression or anxiety. And I would just like to say to those families to be kind to themselves too. It is a long road, but I can assure you it is the most rewarding road you will ever invest in that loved one if you can help them through this time in their life i can assure you they will never feel the pain and agony that a person that has lost someone to suicide has if someone does know someone that is listening to this and knows of someone that is in a dark place and is highly concerned i would really really love them to take the first step of calling the South African and anxiety um, group. It is such a powerful platform, and I can assure you that they will not regret it. Give us those contact details, please, uh, Shane. Absolutely, Patricia. It's the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, and the number is 0800-567-567. I want to give it again. It's 0800 0800- Five six seven five six seven. And um, what do they charge for assistance? 
No. So your the, the helpline is complimentary to you, Patricia. They can guide you, give you more guidance. They are um, trained professionals to guide someone in any area of their life, in any moment that they are feeling, any thoughts that they are experiencing, I can assure you that they are trained professionals, that they will consult with them one-on-one. Naturally, they will give them the right um, guidance in terms of what help they would recommend for them. Um, and and it really, it's, it's the first step. It's a phone call. Uh, and anyone listening, I know some people that I've spoken to that have suffered from depression or anxiety, they feel they, they've lost the desire um, to get help, to make a booking to see a psychologist. For anyone listening that has that moment or has that feeling, I can assure you this call you can make from the comfort of your own bed and it will change your life, that I can promise you. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, Shanae, and uh, thank you for opening up. I hope that uh, a lot of uh, A-teamers who have been touched by this message will take the right step. Thank you so much for your time, Patricia. I really appreciate this opportunity.